0: everyone stand up and open your Bible to Matthew chapter 25. I believe God is here today among us to settle his accounts with us. We're going to be Presbyterian for a moment. We're going to read the Word of God together. I'm going to start with ver- at, verse, at verse 14, Matthew 25, verse 14, and you, and you will read 15 and back and forth. You ready? Okay. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. To things. Come and share your master's the man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See? I have gained two more. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Take the talent from from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here to settle accounts. You are giving us an opportunity, God, to look into our hearts and our lives, Lord, to see we, if we have been multiplying, to see if we have been faithful and good, And you are here, God, if we haven't been. If we have been lazy and wicked, Lord, you are here to give us a second chance. Father, we take authority over every spirit of sorcery, every spirit of witchcraft, Lord, that have fought and worked against the sons and daughters, God, to turn away the hearts of your sons and daughters, away from you, away from the leaders, Lord, uh, 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 against one another. So, Lord, we thank you that last Thursday you have broken the power of sorcery over us. But the enemy has been trying to lie itself back. But, Lord, we draw the line and we say no. And we thank you, Lord, that today we have a new beginning in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I really believe you may be seated. Believe that God is here today today to settle some accounts. You ready? Are you excited or are you scared? A little of both. If you have been good, if you have been faithful with little, today God is going to give you a promotion. Ready for that? If you have been faithful in little things, God is about to release increase in your life and you will see after today you are going to see supernatural increase in your life but if you have been wicked and lazy in some areas you should be thankful because today is not the end of your life nor is it the end of this world That means, that means, God is going to bless you with another chance. Some of us, we've been burying our talents. And He's going to empower us to unbury some talents. And He's going to activate us and empower us. To into a season where we actually multiply the things that He has entrusted to us. You believe that? Yeah. Verse 14, it starts with Master calling His servants. It said, He entrusted His property to them. Everybody say entrusted. entrusted. It means that you charge or invest with the trust or responsibility. Entrusting somebody involves trust. You don't entrust anything to another person unless you trust that person. If I don't trust you, I will not entrust Alethea with you. I will not ask anybody to babysit her if I don't trust them. I don't care how busy I am. I don't care how overwhelming it is for me. No way. You understand, Aletheia is precious to me, and I will not entrust her to anyone or just anybody. Hmm? We all have been entrusted with God's property. God has entrusted you and I, each one of us, with the measure of his property, with the measure of faith, with a measure of love, with the measure of power. You understand? He has given us measure of something that belongs to Him, something that is precious to Him. And He's here today to settle some account. Second Timothy, it says, For God has not given us what? Fear. Spirit of fear. But what? Power, love, sound, mind. I want to talk about fear because fear it is fear that keeps us from bearing our talents. You understand? Fear makes us bury God's property. Hmm? I was talking to somebody last night, and she was sharing, Pastor, I have a fear of death. I, I'm afraid I'm going to die. And, and she was sharing, sharing that with me, and I thought, you know what? Let me tell you something. Alethea is my child. And therefore, whatever she has, whatever she wears, whatever she eats, whatever she has is only what uh, what I or Benjamin allows her to have. There's nothing that she could have that we don't allow. You understand? Even if she wanted... Candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Even if any one of you came and said, Oh, come on, Pastor Sonny and Pastor Benjamin, let her have some candy for breakfast. I don't care if you gave me $1,000 of candy. I'm not going to give that to her. She'll have what I allow her to have. Even like clothes. You know, she's so pretty. She's so cute. I often ask her, How come you're so pretty? You're so pretty. And there's a certain image, you understand, I want her to maintain. So even clothes, she only wears what I allow her to wear. The Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. See, you and I could only possess and have what God allows. But the Bible says he has not given us a spirit of fear but then so many children of God live in fear I'm afraid of this I'm afraid of that and that fear is a deception of the enemy it's not real but it only becomes real according to our faith Hmm? you believe in that fear therefore It becomes a reality in your life. Hmm? You and I only possess what God has given us. Amen? Amen? You know, Pastor Daniel talks about fear. And, you know, he's been teaching us about fear. And he is saying, because God did not give human beings fear, when we live in fear, we stop being a man or a woman. He said, he God did not give his sons and daughters spirit of fear, but he gave fear, spirit of fear, to animals. You understand? He gave them fear so that the animals would fear us. You try to enter into a room where the mice is having a party. As soon as you enter, they run and they hide. Wherever you go, you understand. So once we start living in fear, guess what? We are living as an animal. Hmm? And then we talked about with Joe and Aaron about fear during our staff. And Erin said something that's like, that really stuck with me. She was saying, you know, when we fear something, our senses are awakened. Like Benjamin growing up. He had fear. And so every night, every creak that he heard, it was a murderer. Or, 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 or right? Somebody who came to, to kill the whole family. Our senses are awakened to the things that we're afraid of. And she said, You know, to understand the fear of God, you cannot truly understand the fear of God apart from the presence of God. Isn't that powerful? And so in the presence of God, our senses are awakened to the presence of God. And if our senses are awakened to the presence of God, we don't fear anything. The only one that we fear would be God. Hmm? So fear of God means that you fear nothing else. If you fear anything else, All right, where was I? Is this on? Okay. So, if you fear God, you fear nothing else. But if you fear anything else other than God, that means you're not fearing God. Hmm? So why am I talking about fear when we're talking about settling accounts, when we're talking about talents? Because like I said, fear, fear binds you. Fear keeps you from multiplying what's in your hand. Fear makes you dig holes on the ground and bury the talents that God has given you to multiply. Hmm? Now, think about that as we continue to talk about the characteristics of good and faithful servants and the characteristics of Wicked and lazy servants. And I want you to like really look into your hearts. Look into the accounts of your hearts and see where you belong. Hmm? Now verse 16. It says, The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. Everybody say at once. At once. At once. You see, you want to multiply? You don't wait around. You want to multiply? You don't wait for three confirmations or 10 visions and dreams. So many sons and daughters. You 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 sign up for membership, you say you want to serve God, but you I'm not sure if I'm called to do that. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, what would you like to do? I don't know. Well, what are you passionate about? I don't know. Do you want to serve God? Uh Uh-huh. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Well, okay, then why don't you start doing this? Ooh, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. You're bearing your talent. Just because you don't know, and you don't do anything about it, you are actually burying your talents. You hear me today. Hmm? At once. you got to do something. Even if you don't know, vacuum. Even if you don't know, take some garbage out. Even if you don't know, call somebody and pray for them. Do something. Bring food on Thursday. Buy snacks for our children. I don't feel called to do children's ministry. They arouse in me something that is not godly. You're you're bearing your talent. You're bearing your talent. Verse 21, well done, good and faithful servant. You know what? Everybody say, well done. done. Everybody say, "Good." good. Servant that multiplies, they're good. They have a good heart. You know, they believe in the goodness of their master. They're good. They're, everybody say good. When you're good, you don't talk about other people and call it sharing your heart. <laughs> you don't complain and call it, I just need to let it out. Servants who are good honor God with their thoughts and with their words and with their actions. But once you start attacking another servant, once you're attacking your pastors Uh Uh or your leaders or your other brothers and sisters or what the church is doing while the church is working so hard. With the vision God has given us, you're here, why are we doing this? Why do we have to just do that? Why can't we do this? That's not a good heart. Join, help us carry this thing. Servants that multiply they're good. God could look at your thinking pattern and he could say, "Good." He could hear your words. And he could say, good. He could see your actions. And he could say, good. Hmm? Goodness. That's the number one characteristic of a servant that multiplies. Everybody say faithful. Another characteristic. You know, a lot of times, Sunday after Sunday, after Sunday, you come and you worship him. Sunday after Sunday, you stand in your place. And God says, wow, you're faithful. Faithful means doing the same thing, no matter how little it is, over and over and over and over and over again, month after month, year after year, with a good heart. Hmm? Faithful. You know, I talked about Harry from the first service. Man, he makes me smile. Because not long ago, last year, downstairs, he ran to the altar and he accepted Jesus Christ. You know? And he came and he he learned to worship. the, The way he worshiped changed every week. And then now, every Sunday, he stands and he greets people with so much love and acceptance, huh? he runs to my car every time he sees me and and carries my bag upstairs. Faithful in little things. So many anointed, powerful men and women of God who could heal the sick but cannot be faithful. Faithful. Good and faithful servants multiply what has been entrusted. In them, huh? You know, I want to go beyond just financial resources. God has given you a measure of love, a measure of faith, a measure of forgiveness. And every day you're faced with opportunity to multiply it. You understand? And good and faithful servants, when God, when When I first married Benjamin, you sat over there, I can't use you anymore, right? I used him for service. When I married Benjamin, I had this much love. My measure of love was this much. But then, (laughs) the characteristics in him required this much love. This much love. But I only had this much love. And so what do I do? Do I bury it and say, God, do you not love me? Why'd you make me marry a man that's five years younger than me? Huh? On and on and on and on and on. And we bury it. But you know what? When I only have this much love, but it takes this much love, guess what? Instead of bearing it, I multiply that measure of love. And when God comes back, my love that He gave me this much now has become this much. Huh? Faith. God gave me this much faith. This much faith. This much faith means I could believe for $5,000 for Mexico. But God's calling me to go to Ethiopia and we need $50,000 in six months requires this much faith. And I face that and say, God, I only have this much faith. Now, do I bury that? And say, I can't do it, God. Got the wrong person. Or do I multiply this much faith that God has given me so that when he comes back, my faith has multiplied this much? Forgiveness. Each one of us, he gave us a measure of some forgiveness. So, you know, if you look at me weird, I can forgive you this much. <sighs> but you, <laughs> but if you hurt my daughter, it's going to take this much forgiveness to forgive you. So many of us, people have hurt us, betrayed us, and it takes this much of forgiveness, but you're faced with only this much. And you say to that, God, you're the one who only gave me this much. And you bury it. You bury it. And you choose not to forgive, and you choose to hold on to the bitterness and resentment. Okay, I forgive you, but I don't have to be your friend. And so you say, oh, I forgave that person. But in your voice, there's still resentment. Hmm? So what do you do when you're faced with that? You multiply. And you choose to forgive. And you multiply it so that when God returns to you, He knew He only gave you this much, but then you've been so faithful, you have multiplied it this much. Ah, it increases God's joy when you do that. You look at Joshua, when God was about to take Moses. You look at, you know, first few chapters of Joshua, God kept saying, Joshua, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be a... Huh? Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Joshua, don't be afraid. And you know, when I read that, I'm like, that's nice. But if you really think about it, who, if you had to tell somebody, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, would you be talking to somebody who's bold? No, you don't have to because he's not afraid. But to those that are afraid, you keep, you want to encourage them. don't be afraid. Joshua, don't be afraid, I got you. Joshua, don't be bold, I'm here with you. You know, Joshua has given the measure of this much boldness. And God was about to release him in his destiny, which needed this much boldness. And God said, don't be afraid, Joshua. Come on, multiply. Multiply that boldness. And Joshua multiplied. That's why before he died, after, at the end of his life, he could stand before the Israelites and say, For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You choose today whom you're going to serve. He was bold. The boldness that God gave him, he multiplied it. He multiplied it. Hmm? Everybody say, multiply. So I want to ask you, because God is here to settle some accounts. What are you multiplying? Some of us will be multiplying unbelief. God has given you opportunity to multiply your faith, but instead of multiplying faith, you've been multiplying unbelief, and you're discouraged, and you don't want to face tomorrow. You want to sleep in. You don't want to do anything. I don't want to do ministry. Forget it, God. And you've been multiplying unbelief. You've been multiplying unforgiveness. You've been multiplying complaining and judgment. Complaining about this. Nobody cares about me, God. Nobody in this church. I don't belong. Negativity. Multiplying negativity. Multiplying complaining. Multiplying something God did not give you. Wake up call. If you've been multiplying those negative things, you have been serving the wrong master. Who's your master? Who's been, who have you been serving lately? Hmm? Jesus, not your actions. Jesus, not your thought, p- thought patterns. Jesus, not the words you've been speaking with one another. Okay, I need to be real with you. Don't be scared, Benjamin. <laughs> Thus far, I'm drawing the line. Thus far, God has given Benjamin and I grace to embrace and forgive your judgments and words. You know, a lot of people have been coming to us. This person kept saying things, saying things, these things about you and just negative things. Negative things about the church or negative things about other leaders or negative things about us. And thus far, you know what we would say? Love them. They don't know what they're doing. Embrace them. And tell them. Tell them if you have any problem with, you know, this person or that person or the past, go talk to them. Oh, but it must be hard. Just love them. And I know a lot of our leaders have come to us. How could you have so much grace? You're so nice. I don't understand. You know what? Because God has given us Thus far, it ends today. It ends today. So I'm not going to tell you to love them by saying, Oh, from this moment on, you love that person with the truth. Stop it. If they're talking negativity, if they're complaining, just look into their eyes with all the love you have. In Christ Jesus. And say stop it. Be careful. It's not of God. It's not honoring God. It's not honoring our leaders. Stop it. You know what I realized? You know what I realized? When people are complaining and judging one another. Dishonoring one another. In actuality we have been dishonoring God. And in a sense we have been allowing our people to self-curse themselves. Because God wants to bless every one of you. God wants to bless more than you desire the breakthrough, more than you want that healing. God wants to release it and give it to you. But then He cannot multiply what is in you. If there's negativity, if there is hatred, if there is unforgiveness, He cannot bless that you understand because you will be judged. He will have to judge you. He loves you too much. But God is here today to settle some accounts. He's saying, get rid of everything that is not of me. It's time to do some spring cleaning. It's time to to stop the foolishness. You with me? You're going to do that from now on? Be bold. Increase. Multiply your boldness. Amen? Amen. All right. That wasn't so bad, huh? <laughs> Characteristics of a wicked and a lazy servant who buries the talents. Number one. Verses, it starts from verses, from verse 24. Number one, wrong thinking. It says, I knew that you are a hard man. You bury your talents when you have wrong thinking pattern, When you have wrong views. When you feel like God doesn't love you. When you feel like God favors others over you. When you feel like pastors love, favor other leaders. You feel like us pastors, they have their favors. No, we don't. We don't. It's like telling my mom, Mom, you like my other sister more than me. She would give her life for every one of her children. Hmm? Wrong thinking, wrong beliefs. That will keep you continuously bearing God's property. Hmm? And it said. I was afraid. That servant said, you are a hard man. So I was afraid. Remember I talked about fear? Fear keeps you from multiplying. And God said, I didn't give you fear. Why do you keep living with fear? Can you imagine God sitting up there? You're afraid again? I didn't give that to you. Why are you afraid? I gave you boldness. I gave you power. But you're acting like. Who said you were fearful? Hmm? Who? I gave you power. I gave you love. Hmm? Fear. It says he went out and hid the talent in the ground. Hiding the talent. Bearing the measure of faith, like I talked about earlier. When God gave you those measure of faith, measure of love, measure of honor, measure of the things that belong to him. When we are faced with a little mountain, oh, too much, God. And you bury it. You bury those talents. And when you bury those, God doesn't say, oh, poor baby." It must have been so hard. That's why you, be, you didn't know what you were doing. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Does he do that? You know what he says? You wicked! You lazy! Hmm? Wicked. Not, that means not good. Wicked means evil. Everybody say evil. It means morally bad. In principle and in practice. So I want to ask you, what are some... Evil principles or practices that's inside of you right now. And you justify it by saying, it's me. This is me. You're going to love me? Take all of me. This is just me. Evil. Our God is good. But you have that evil practice. Complaining, being negative, lazy. What is the definition of laziness? Disinclined to work. Disinclined to work. Go clean your room. (sighs) Son, daughter, go vacuum. (sighs) Oh. Roll your eyes. Laziness equals procrastination. Procrastination. You think that's just me. Procrastination is just part of me. It's evil. It's called lazy. The Bible says a wise son is found... On, in the field during harvest time. When it's harvest time and the father's working, guess what? A wise son is out there next to the father working. But you know what God calls wicked? He said, but a wicked son is inside the room watching TV, complaining in his heart, playing the video games. Hmm? Luke 19.22, it says, The Master replied, I will judge you by your own words. You call me hard man? I'll show you what hard is. According to your faith. You think I'm good? Okay. You think I'm hard? You think I'm hard? Okay. Okay, I'm hard. Take that talent away from him and give it to the one who has ten. Hmm? And you know what I realized? I learned this week. I learned, I understood in a deeper level of how much God loves free will. I used to just think, you know, God gave us free will because, you know, He didn't want to create robots. And, you know, if you programmed robots to love you and serve you, that's not really love. And that's like all I could understood. But I realized this week, Free will is so precious to God. You know what I mean? Because once obligation enters into your heart, once negative attitude enters into your heart, it just takes away joy. The the faithful servant's that went at once and multiplied. When when the master came, they were excited. They were happy. They were full of joy. Master, look, you gave me five and I gained five more. Yay! Excited. Hmm? But the wicked and lazy servant, mm. it was an obligation. Oh, man, you gave me this talent. Now you're gonna you're gonna you know settle an account with me sometime. I don't want to lose anything. Once obligation enters, and you know I realized there are a lot of times, like I would stay up all night out of obligation, and I it, it woke me up. At the end of the day, God didn't even receive it. I I I worked hard. And he didn't even receive it because you didn't do it out of joy, out of your free will, obligation. I guess we better go pray. I guess I better open the Bible. I guess I better go Thursday night. I signed the covenant. Oh, everybody's helping out cleaning, I guess. I better at least look like I'm helping here. Hmm? That attitude, obligation, takes away joy. Joy from you, joy from the master. You hear me? You hear me? When you look at Saul, God gave Saul a kingdom, but he didn't multiply. And you know what? That's why God had to take it away. If you look at the Bible, even Jeroboam, you know, God said, you know, God sent his prophet and said, here, I'm going to give you 10 tribes. I'm going to leave two to the house of David, but I'm going to give you 10 tribes. God prophesied over that man. Before he was nothing. He had nothing. And God prophesied. And God gave him ten tribes. He became a king of Israel. But then down the line, it said in Second in, uh, Kings 12.26, it said he thought to himself. Oh man, now the kingdom will probably re- go back to the house of David. And he started to build his own kingdom. So many sons and daughters built their own kingdom. Apart from the house. My kingdom. I need to look good. I, I'm i called. I'm called to greatness. And they build their own kingdom. Out of fear. If I stay in this house longer. They're going to overlook me. I better go find somewhere. Where I could be somebody. Where they would give me a. Platform to preach. Kingdom. Building your own kingdom. And you know what? You know what he did? He started to build uh, high places, uh, the uh, shrines on high places. He started to appoint priests from any kind of people. You're not a Levite? That's okay. Be a priest. You know what the Bible said? He said, because of his sin, it led to his destruction. It led, the whole kingdom of Israel was destroyed because of his sin. Hmm? When you are not faithful with the little, even what you have will be taken, will be taken away. Verse 29 For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Everybody say abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. I really believe God has already taken this household to a season of abundance. He doesn't just want you to have enough. He wants you to have in abundance. He doesn't want you to just have enough finances to pay your monthly bills. He wants you to have in abundance to bless others and bless the nations. He doesn't want you to have enough love to just love your family or a couple of friends that you have. He wants to have love in abundance, to love the people that's walking on the streets that you have never met, that you would stand and weep for somebody that you have never talked to. He wants you to have in abundance of power. You understand? Not only the power to govern your own... So many of us, were so busy governing our own spirit that we can release power! Where it needs. We're just too busy. Oh, oh, God, help me. We just struggle to govern your spirit. We need to govern our spirit. And we spend most of our hours... Oh, okay. Oh, don't feel that. Don't think that. Don't say that. And you're just busy governing your spirit. When God has given you power to release healing in sick bodies, to release encouragement to those that are discouraged. Hmm? Abundance. He wants you to walk in abundance. Don't wait. He has already taken us into a place of abundance. Hmm? If you're faithful, if you have been faithful, it's going to start increasing more. You've been faithful with your giving? You watch your finances. You look at every month. At the end of the month, you look at your balance in your bank account. You, if you've been faithful thus far, it's going to multiply. You watch me. You're going to stand up here and say, Pastor, when you, remember you said that? Look at my account balance. And you're going to be dancing and screaming. But if you have not been faithful, you watch. You You repent and change your ways and God will help you multiply. If you don't, Even what you already have will be taken away. I want to end with this story. You know, how many years ago was that? At Fuller, before I dated Benjamin. We've been married, what, 12 years? Almost 12 years. So 13 years ago, no, 14 years ago, I was walking down the stairs of Fuller Dormitory. As I'm walking down, I realized, God, I'm that foolish, lazy, wicked servant. I realized I was the one, I was that servant that's been bearing the talent. But I felt so stuck. I said, God, I don't want, I don't want to bury anything. But I buried it so deep, I don't even know what you gave me. People ask me, you want to serve God? Yes. What do you want to do? I don't know. I remember I went to a mission trip, my first mission trip, and the director said, you should join the team. Okay, what do you see me doing? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What can I do? I can't preach. I can't do anything. I don't know what I'm good at. So I didn't join the team. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And I realized, God, I've been bearing the talent, but I don't even know what talent you gave me. Help me. Because in my heart, God, I did not want to be that lazy, wicked servant. God, I want to please your heart. I want to serve you. I, wa- I want to be found faithful. When you see me, I want to be that good and faithful servant. But Lord, I don't even know how to unbury this. How do I unbury it? What do I do? What do I do? And then I remember, at bottom of that stairs, I just looked to God, and I just prayed, God, help me. Help me. I don't even know how. But you help me unbury this. And you help me multiply whatever you have given me. I pray that prayer. Fourteen years later, We were driving to L.A., and we were talking about this. And I remember that prayer, and I realized where I was at that time, not doing much. And then I see my life now. You know, at that time, I would have been satisfied with one orphanage. Even that took more faith. Than what I had. Even if I was able to minister in one orphanage, I would have been satisfied. I would have been, thank you, Jesus. But you look at my life now. There's orphanages all over the world that they call me mama. Little me. They call me mama. And there's pastors all over the world where they call me pastor. Me. Somebody who couldn't do, who didn't know what to do for God, who wanted to do something for God. And when I look at my life, wow, it's beyond what I could have asked, it's beyond what I could have believed. Amazing thing is, God's saying to Benjamin and I, you're just beginning. You're just beginning. I can't can't fathom. I can't understand what he's going to do, how, what he's going to multiply in and through us. So I want you to pray today with me. I want you to ask God to supernaturally empower you to multiply. Amen? I want you to stand up. If you have been faithful, I believe there's some of you in this room today, you have been opposed in so many different ways, but you've been faithful. But you've been faithful. And the Lord says to you, the Lord says to you, embrace promotion. Come on, embrace increase. A lot of times, God releases increase, but we don't know how to embrace it. You feel like you don't deserve it. You feel like you can't believe for it. But the Lord is asking, come on, multiply that faith for this moment right now. God is saying, I'm about to release increase in your behalf, on your behalf. I'm about to release promotion. Will you embrace it right now? Open your hearts to that increase open your hearts to that increase today some of you you find yourself pastor I'm that person I don't want to be that person that buries talents but I don't even know like you prayed I don't even know where to begin I don't even know how to unbury the talent that God has given me but my heart is open my heart is open to God right now. God is here to remove obligation, to remove condemnation, to remove poison of negativity from you right now. Because some of us, we've been poisoned, you understand? We've been poisoned with negativity. We've been poisoned with lack of trust, God wants to remove it right now and give you a fresh start to give you a new beginning. And he wants to supernaturally empower you to multiply. So right now, Spirit of God, we ask for your presence to come upon our hearts and our minds. God, already I see. I see it in the spirit, God. So many of us, God, we're stirred up, Lord. God, we want you to unbury us. God, we want you to unbury the talents within us, Lord. And we look to you, God. We we look to you because we can't do it on our own. In the presence of God, if that's you, if that's you, both ways, whether you're ready for your promotion or you're ready for God to unbury that talent, I want you to come stand in front of me, and I'm going to just establish you in that in your in your new season right now, new beginning today, increase starts today. As you are walking down as you are walking down God is removing God his wind is here to remove everything that is not of God to remove negativity to remove unbelief to remove everything that that keeps you from multiplying and God is establishing you in your in your new season the truth is he has not you a spirit of fear fear is not who you are fear is not a part of you but the lord is saying but i've given you the spirit of love I've given you a spirit of power I've given you a sound mind the lord says embrace what i have what i have given you already Father, right now, right now, God, right now, Lord, right now, God, remove, 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 God. Father, we take authority over spirit of fear, God. We take authority over every lie of the enemy, God, that keeps lying to your people. You're no good. Something's going to go wrong. If you try anything, it's going to fail. Father, I remove that lie. In your truth that you will be successful God is unbearing you some of you right now his his unbearing that talent right now there's so much more you see? son, daughter, there's so much more that's in you. There's so much more. And God is digging right now. God is digging right now. Just welcome it. Spirit of God, I welcome you. Have your way. Come on, pray that prayer. God, have your way. We got-